Niggas been counting me out, I'm counting my bullets, I'm loading my clips, I'm writing down names, I'm making a list, I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit. The real ones been dying, the fake ones is lit, the game is all balanced, I'm back on my Yo, oh, Ben, it's that time of year, baby. All the other sports are finally going away. It's almost time for football season. Golly, man, in four months, we might have meaningful football news. The Masters is over, Tiger's back. America's back. That means the Cowboys are back. I think there's no other way to look at it. You know, Texas is back. They're projected to win the Big 12. Tiger won the Masters. I'm I'm holding out hope that Lance Armstrong comes back, wins the Tour de France. He's not riding in it this year, but you never know. And then, yeah, Cowboys Super Bowl. Then what do you know? It's 1995 all over again. Yeah, I think I think that's really the only uh, the only conclusion to draw. And, you know, it's that time of year go, the most exciting part where everything we did bad last year is going to get better and everything we're good at is going to be good still. Absolutely. There's just Uh, no other way to look at it. This is the best time of year, and this is the best podcast for this time of year. This is Boys Will Be Boys. This is Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Uh, So today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a double treat for you. Uh, We are going to do a little wrap-up of free agency um, which the last time we spoke to you, we were in dire straits. We hadn't really made any moves. We still had our franchise defensive player unsigned, uh, and things looked dark. Uh, at this point, things have shaped up nicely. Uh, we're rolling out of free agency and into the draft, which is uh, next week. So we will go through uh, a little of, of what all happened over the course of the Cowboys offseason in free agency, and then roll into a draft preview, talk about some of the players that we'd like, some positions we'd like the Cowboys to take a look at, uh, and just generally express some thoughts about what we would like to see happen next Friday when the Cowboys go on the clock at pick 58. We do not a first-round pick um, as we traded it for one Amari Cooper. Obviously, that worked out. We're pretty happy. I'm pretty happy with that. Little bummed in the moment just because we love first round picks and you know we pretty much hit on every single one except for probably Taco. I'll but, say this though, like if we had a first round pick this year, we'd be trying to take a wide receiver, and there's no receiver in this draft that's Amari Cooper. No, that's fair. I mean, uh, you know, it is what it is. They, they, the Cowboys just screwed up last year going in with pretty much the worst wide receiving core in the NFL, and quickly realized they had to do something about it. They did. We can argue about the price all day. We'll see what happens long term. But in the immediate now, Amari's good. He's good for Dak. And um, I, you know, you live with that. Yeah. I mean, dude, I'll be honest. For a minute, it scared me that they were going to try to do what they did at wide receiver last year at D end. Like, it seemed like they were going to get like a bunch of guys in here, have like six not very good D ends, and try to do like pass rush by committee. And I was scared. I'm not going to lie to you. The world of Dallas was a little unbalanced when it came to what they wanted to do with Tank Lawrence. Me and you, obviously, your esteemed co-host of this pod, being the smart guys that we are, obviously wanted to retain DeMarcus. And I was pretty much telling him ready to throw the bag at him. I mean, if we had to pay him Khalil Mack money, I was ready to do that. Um, But a lot of people were like, man, I'm just not going to pay him 18 mil a year, man. He's just being selfish. And 
That was crazy to me. That was wild. Not professional, like not very smart guy. I don't He's know. Really only had like one and a half good years, bro. We 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 always go through bad Reddit posts, but man, the Demarcus Lawrence contract negotiation brought out some of the worst shit I've ever seen. I literally read a post where a guy was like, "I don't understand why someone would go to a different team over Dallas for like two million dollars." Don't they know that once you're a hero in Dallas, you're a hero forever and that you'll never have to buy a beer again? I was like, one, that's everywhere. Two, you can't pay your rent in beers, dude. doesn't matter if like, – what? Three, Wouldn't that be a great world? Yeah, three, yeah, dude, we would never turn on a former player. That's why everyone in Dallas loves Des Bryant and he doesn't deal with any negativity from oh, our shit. fan base. Even look at Cole Beasley, which we'll get into since his uh, departure. Dude, he's gotten sh- – he did delete his Twitter, dude. He deleted Twitter. Uh, we'll get into that, but to, to be a little fair, Cole uh, – oh, He was he was being a he's usual prick for a little. He's, he's, he's been a prick, a but like still, like Dallas – I'm not going to sit here and pretend that like, oh, dude – Dallas, once you're a cowboy, you're always a cowboy, and we love you to the end of time. Like, that's just not the case. That's just not how sports fans are, like, ever. No, Remember when DeMarco rarely. Murray went to the Eagles, and, like, the next night he was at a UFC fight in Dallas and got booed by the entire stadium? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm fair, he did go to Philly, but we didn't pay him, and they paid him big yeah. money. And that was Cole's story, too. Like, I don't blame Cole for securing the bag. Yeah, he plays for no. Buffalo now, so that sucks, but, like, good for him. Yeah, um, some people were more shaken about Cole leaving. I think, look, I'll say this. I liked what Cole Beasley's given us for the last five, six years. But at the end of the day, that dude, to me, is not worth four for 29, which he got. No, and he's just like supremely – people talk about this with Zeke all the time, but Cole Beasley's just supremely replaceable. Like every team has their Adam Humphreys, their Cole Beasley, their – you know, every team has this like scrappy – possession receiver who does this like a couple interesting plays and Cole was very good I, I and he's a great story um you Third know down weapon chain a, mover a local kid went to high school in Dallas played for SMU became a starter for the Dallas Cowboys for almost a decade like all props to Cole a rapper man I mean pretty just- mediocre but not the worst rapper athlete I've ever heard 80 stings was kind of heat yeah, I mean, Kobe dropped a record called Thug Poet. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's embarrassing. Let's just pretend Kobe didn't do that. Um, so, yeah, let's let's just get right into this. I guess the the most logical place to start is what happened to the guys we already had. So, we'll run through the list of uh, Dallas Cowboys unrestricted free agents uh, and what they did, and then we'll get into newly acquired. So, right off the top of the uh, top of the bat, there is Cole Beasley. Um, the word on the street was that this guy wanted. Uh, something in the area of $20 million guaranteed. Um, the Cowboys pretty much told him, we'll, we're willing to give you two for 16, which is pretty par for the course. Cowboys are miserly as fuck these days. They don't pay any, they don't want to pay Dude, anybody. Dude, it's a weird shift. How yeah, literally went I mean, from, I like it. It's a good, it's a good thing. Jerry would literally be like, yeah, he looked pretty good last year. Fuck it. Give him Bro. top five money. Miles Austin is still out there spending that check <laughs> from that one good year he had. Um, so yeah, Cole ended up signing a four year deal with the Buffalo bills. Uh, he's getting $29 million. It's a great contract. Um, for, especially for a guy, his age, uh, he's got a lot of mileage on him. He's taking some pretty grisly hits. Um, but I'm stoked for him. 
He did then proceed to um, make a tweet about how good the facilities in Buffalo were. And you mean people, when they said they shit on Dallas? Well, so what happened was he tweeted like, hey, look at these cool facilities we have. And then someone was like, uh, Cole starting to regret going to Buffalo, like not as good as the star. And he was like, actually, they shit on Dallas, which let's be honest, it's just not true. Like, <laughs> I can confidently say without ever having stepped foot in Buffalo – that the star is nicer. I've I've seen pictures of buffaloes. It's a big barn, okay? It's a big <laughs> barn with a buffalo painted on the side of it. It's tight. I'm sure it's great in the winter. It ain't the star. Yeah. I mean, dog, I'm guessing Jerry's got a bigger yacht than the owner of the Buffalo Bills, and I'm sure he's got a nicer headquarters than the, Listen, head of the Buffalo Bills. The Cowboys Bills. may lack in a lot of things, you know, Super Bowl wins, appearances in the last 20 years. Playoff uh, wins. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of things. But one thing we don't lack is Jerry's fucking money. And, and this is Texas, dude. Like We're going to build gaudy, unnecessary shit that's way too big and overcompensates for our lack of production. Dude, that's what Andy, we Andy's and mine high school stadium is literally like $60 million. Yeah. So. $60 million bucks, guys. To play it's, high school. It's right next to the $25 million athletic training facility they have for this high school team that includes an indoor field so they can practice, you know, for those harsh winters in Texas where you need to be inside. So, But yeah. we birthed Kyler Murray, so. Playing big kid ball around here, ladies and gents. First round pick, first overall. Get ready for the Cliff and Kyler show, Air Raid Zona. Would you trade Dak right now for the first overall pick to take Kyler? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that'll never happen. In this, it's in this hypothetical or it doesn't yeah. matter and there's no consequences. Yeah. Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, uh, so Cole is gone. Next up Cole's was Tavon gone. Austin. Uh, Tavon had an injury all last year, but did show some, uh, some flashes, some really good plays. He had a pretty sick punt return TD. He had another one called back. He had a long touchdown on the first play of the game against the giants. Um, and I think he just generally, became like kind of like a little mini fan favorite pet cat, like great, great uh, motivator, loves being a cowboy, gets along with all the guys in the locker room, fucking really cool West Baltimore guy. So every white say, kid in Texas that's watched The Wire loves him. Yeah, I mean, that's that's number one and foremost for really all of us, let's be honest. And in all seriousness, we need a guy that can return punts and run the two jet sweeps a game that – count as being creative in our offense. So uh, Tavon was retained on a one-year contract with the Cowboys, and I'm very happy with that decision. Yeah, he's probably going to be wide receiver four. That's fine. You know, he'll, he'll have some packages. I mean, with Kellen Moore, boy genius out there, you know, I'm sure I'm sure something will get drawn up for him. I hope it's more than, as me and Andy had joked, the only wrinkle we've ever had in our offense for three years is a fake jet sweep to a fast guy, but – um, you know, maybe we'll see, maybe we'll see some, um, some packages for him that are actually creative. So we do keep Tavon next up fan favorite Terrence Williams. Um, so you might've forgot Terrence was on this team, uh, after many years of being made to look serviceable by Tony Romo's arm, uh, Terrence Williams got himself a pretty fat DUI last off season and then had a quote unquote ankle injury all year that prevented him if from you playing haven't any meaningful seen snaps. the video it's, it's pretty great. great he flips head first over a scooter and um, then proceeds to tell the officer that it's not his car 
even though like the license plate says T Dub and it has a Dallas Cowboy thing on it. But he wasn't he, driving, but his phone's in the car. The car and needs, he took he went back to his house and got the scooter to come get the car, but he wasn't gonna drive it. It's a it's a tough plot to follow. I'm not gonna you lie. Can, but, you can feel for the guy because when you're blackout drunk and you know you're lying, it's really hard to keep your lies straight. Yeah, you're and not gonna any sense at Terrence all. Terrence just it was one of those situations where Terrence is drunk enough to where he's clearly not remembering the beginning of the story by the end of it, like within the same <laughs> sentence. So and the cop credit to the cop, he was like pretty cool about it. Like he wasn't being a big dick. Yeah. He was just kind of like I mean clearly he knows who Trying he is. To get out of it twice by mentioning that he played for the Cowboys. So you can see <laughs> the wheels were really churning in there for Terrence trying to trying to keep uh, going. But yeah, Terrence is gone. Um Will not be retained by the team. Has not signed with a new team, which is not terribly surprising, but a little bit because I figured, man, anyone can get a job in this league. We were weirdly attacked by Terrence Williams supporters last year for us saying he was kind of a bum. You yeah, that's that? odd. I do. Which, dude, Terrence Williams is garbage. I remember people up. saying he was almost as good as Dez. And that was what we and you were like, no, never, not Bro, even close. The number of posts we had last year that were like, dude, now we've got Alan Hearns. Like he's he's right up there with Dennis Bryant. Like, and don't no disrespect to Big Hearns. I love Big Hearns, but like, he's a fifth wide receiver option at best. Like, fuck out of here. So, T Dub taking the fat L. He's gone. Uh, Damian Wilson, veteran linebacker, agreed to terms with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, this was just a, a salary situation. Like we weren't going to give. We have. He got bag, man. He got nice. He got nice money. He, he got a good deal. Um, and quite frankly, like the Dallas Cowboys have quite recently gotten really young and really good at linebacker. Um, we know we're going to end up having to pay Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith probably premium linebacker contracts. They got Sean Lee to renegotiate his contract down. Um, so they've got three really good linebackers, and they just didn't have mm-hmm. the budget to go spend a ton of money on a fourth one. Um, so and really, I think we kept Joe Thomas too. Yeah, we have we have a couple so. other backup guys. Damian was just like in the no man's land of being too good to pay nothing, right? And not good enough to to warrant like starting over LVE or Jalen or Sean. So Chiefs like taking our our linebackers. They took Hitch the year before yeah. too. On and, a big deal. And so, hey, that's going to be awesome for them. They're going to have a cool cool linebacker core with Damian. And, you know, just you got to be careful with Damian. He has been known to brandish assault weapons over uh, women. Parking lots disputes. Yeah. And I want to reiterate, and I know I've said this on the podcast several times, he did not <laughs> point the gun at her. He brandished it, which legally just means he showed her, like, just so you know, I have an <laughs> AR-15. <laughs> and to be fair – it was a crowded parking lot, and these people were trying to save a parking lot spot for their friends by on standing foot. in it. On foot, dude. Anyone I mean, who's ever been to a concert knows that's bullshit, okay? If their friend's not there— just run over, dog. Well, that's what he did. He backed in it anyway. They got into a dispute, and then he pulled out his gun. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, just so you know, I'm not lacking right now. So Shout yeah, out Dame, Dame, Dame off to KC, dude. I hope you ball. Somehow get suspended for that. Fuck, yeah. who knows? Hanging <laughs> out with Mahomes, it's awesome. Uh, next up is Cameron Fleming, uh, kind of a swing offensive tackle that came in and played some time last year uh, when we had like injuries and issues on the offensive line. Um, he agreed to a new two-year deal with the Cowboys. Uh, just based on health and age and all the issues we always have on offensive line, I'm never 
against having depth on the O-line. So, Fleming, welcome to the team. Glad you're here. Glad you're staying. So, those are my thoughts yeah. on that guy. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, well said. Next up, fan favorite, David Irving. I kind of talked oh, about him. Man. This, this is – and I've said this before on the podcast too. Um, David Irving is going to be a player that I tell my son about as far as just like this is a guy that could have done it all. Like, David Irving may legitimately be like one of the most naturally gifted defensive tackles in the National Football League. Well, he was in the National Football League. Um, when he – he would come in having not played at camp or any games. He'd come in like week four after serving his – annual tradition which was a suspension for pot and then he would wreck a game he would have like two sacks and a forced fumble on aaron Rodgers. like it was ridiculous like um, a field goal for the win but he just kept dude love weed which like don't get me wrong we literally tight, did he went but, on the, we said last week he went on an instagram rant about how much he loved weed over football in fact his new thing is he's gonna be growing weed somewhere so Dude, and he's just like that. He's He reminds me of like every like freshman year of college kid that like just got into smoking weed. Like he posts Plants like memes. Pills, bro. He smoke, he, he'll post like <laughs> pictures on Instagram that are like weed cures and it'll be like AIDS, cancer. <laughs> the weird one was it said he cures cancer. It cures and it said it said cures colon and it said cancer, <laughs> HIV, chemotherapy. And I was like, do you? David, do you think that chemotherapy is a disease? You don't need to cure chemo. Never mind. It's fine. Have, enjoy the weed. So, like, I don't know if some of those things are true at all. The way no, he, of the course way they're he, not true. Like, just well, yeah, but just I, I don't have the heart to tell him, you know. And like every time he's always like live streaming video games now, and me and Ryan will always watch him just because it's just like the whole chat is just like angry Cowboys fans being like, "You're a bum." Um, and he like he takes it. I got to give it to him. He takes it with humor. So um, he report and then he uh, as a parting shot, he decided to come out to the media and say that uh, Jason Garrett is uncomfortable around black men. Which me and Ben have been just about as like we've had critical. as many problems. Yeah, we've had a, we've had been as critical of Jason Garrett as anyone on earth. One thing I don't think Jason Garrett is is a racist. Uh, he's been playing with and or coaching a majority black team since 1990 and by all reports, the guy, you know, is a tremendous leader of men and they all really respect him. Whether he's effective, that's up for a lot of debate, but Plus, Jason Garrett's a robot. And I just don't think robots think about race at all. You know, they're just he's not too worried racist. about someone discovering that he's not a human to like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, to like Shit, yeah. I have to drink water in front of them. <laughs> Clap, 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 clap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, David, best of luck, man, but he is gone. Uh, next up is Rod Smith. Um, Booby. You know, the, this guy, dude, the, you know, people people liked this guy, and he had some flash. Uh, two years ago, he had a huge game against the New York Giants. Um, he had a couple touchdowns. Um, but I guess they just kind of decided, like, this wasn't the backup for Zeke, maybe just too similar of a skill set. They need something a little different. At the end of the day, I think you need your backup running back to be a home run threat, and Rod just wasn't that. He was consistent, but he, you know, kind of like Alfred Morris, they just weren't home run threats. 
Yeah, miss the old Felix Jones days. Nine yard or nineteen carries for fifteen yards. <laughs> That's <laughs> a real enigma. <laughs> so yeah, Rod gone. Um, Jeff Swain. This one hurts my heart, dude. Fish got a swag, dude. We had such a good nickname for him. We, was catching on. we had a whole bit with this guy. Yeah, we, it um, wasn't a nickname. We had a bit. Me and Andy work hard on bits. You know, they come naturally to the show, but all our bits fuck, are organic. Man. We don't have any like, brainstorming sessions. You got to like earn a bit on this yeah, show. Yeah, we don't rip off Cowboys Twitter for their bits. Like, and we admit sometimes they fail. Maybe this one was going to, but we wanted to see it out. And now <sighs> he's gone. So Jeff, he did a great job this year. Honestly, he was asked to fill a lot of roles. He was the primary blocking tight end. He was like the most veteran tight end on the team. So he kind of had to fill the Jason Witten role. Um, now Jason Witten feels the Jason Witten role. Yeah, that's a whole thing. We'll we'll get to that. Um, Jeff Swaim is you know he agreed to a uh, a deal with the Jaguars. Um, you know I don't know if Jeff Swaim can be your starting tight end. Um, and you'd be and have it really be like all that threatening or successful. I'm I was actually pretty excited to see what Blake Jarwin could do, um, but we'll see what happens. I'm I'm glad for Jeff. He secured the bag. Three year deal is, uh, is some good stability for him. Uh, next up is Jamez Olawale, who dropped a critical touchdown in a game this year. If you remember at all, just the guy who dropped the touchdown. Uh, he got a three-year deal from the Cowboys. He's a fullback. You'll see him twice a game, mostly blocking for Zeke on the goal line. I guess they think he's the right dude for the job. Sure. Man. Like, yeah. Uh, and then Dayton Jones and Karan Reed, um, a, a D-end and defensive tackle, respectively. Uh, both were let go. They They had some... You know, here and there they played. They were never big role players for the team. Didn't make sense to resign them. Marcus Martin is an offensive guard. I don't even know who that is, to be honest with you. Uh, I've never heard of him. Is he related to Zach Martin? Are they like brothers? Like I don't know. So he's gone. Uh, LP Laducio. I never know how to pronounce the guy's name. The long snapper. Yeah, just the legendary long snapper. He got screwed last year by that call, the false start penalty. Oh, yeah. against, the, against Washington. Um, but he's returning for his 15th season to the Cowboys, so that's tight. Good for him. I've never noticed him being bad at his job, which is all you can really ask for in a long snapper. Um, he just had like a record for consecutive snaps without a bad one at one point. Tight. All right, perfect. And then last but not least, uh, Justin March Lillard, a depth linebacker, um, had some – Good plays in the preseason last year. Doesn't get much play time usually, but good to have. Signed a one-year deal with the Cowboys to return to the team. Um, so those are all the familiar faces. Uh, oh, and then I, I guess Jason Witten, who we covered last time, returning to the Dallas Cowboys after leaving the booth. Um, um, will be interesting. Will be interesting. I'm not super stoked. The longer we go, I I, like I was kind of excited when it happened because it's like a thing. But like, man, we we need to get younger and like. I, he doesn't bring anything to the table that I don't think that Blake Jarwin can do. It's one of those. It really depends how they use him. And I love. I mean, we all love Witten. Witten's a automatic Ring of Honor guy, Hall of Fame guy. But um, yeah, I just don't really know what Wit has to offer at this point. But he wanted to get the hell out of Monday Night Booth, and they wanted to get in the hell out of the booth, and 
So here he is. Yeah, I think he uh, probably wanted to dodge getting fired is my latest theory. So, Yep, so we'll see. We'll see what old Wit has for store. Um, you know, he might just be a third and five guy. That's what I kind of hope for. I mean, still probably as smart as ever. We'll we'll see if he can if he can block and run like he used to. So I don't know, but uh, you know, it'll be him and in in our boy Blake Jarwin era. Blake Jarwin era, and then the the big name on the free agent list, uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Um, this was a crazy story. So the other day, Ben, I listened to a podcast where Demarcus Lawrence's agent was on there. Uh, the the business and sports podcast, and he told the whole story of how this deal went down. And it's actually pretty crazy that it got done. Honestly, um, they were very far apart. At the, one a- point. the agent Cantor, he's known Steven Jones for 10 plus years. Um, when they were at the combine, uh, so they hadn't, they had not negotiated at all, all year. There had been no communication between him and the team. And then, uh, after in the tag last year, um, this year at the combine, they were at a social event, and he said that he was drinking a glass of wine, and Stephen was drinking a Johnny Walker Blue, and he walked up to him in the bar, and Stephen said, "Like, okay, like, what are we gonna do about your boy?" And he's like, "Hey, you know, let's hammer out a deal and let's let's keep him here." Uh, and Stephen was like, "Well, just so you know," and he said Stephen was a little loose, and he's like, "To be honest with you, he's not Khalil Mack, he's not Von Miller, he's not getting twenty million dollars," and. Then Cantor was like, "Well, to be honest with you, he is because he's probably just going to sign the tag. If you, you know, you're probably going to tag him, and he's going to get twenty million dollars anyway." And so Stephen Jones was like, "All right, let's sign the tag then." And he was like, "Oh no, man, we're not doing that. That's just the starting point." And so Stephen Jones called him a motherfucker to his face and stormed Damn. off. Yeah, so they got into it. They were like, "He's like, but we're like the kind of friends that you can like mf for each other," which I've never heard that. Honestly, verb, but but- I. Bet those are pretty like to be in that industry. You probably have to get that. Yeah, and these are good old boys, right? Like these are like whole job is negotiating. So you probably know you know the game. You got to push and shove a bit. So then they went back and forth a bunch, and they got kind of close to a deal. Um, and so he called Demarcus and was like, "I think we're close." Blah blah blah. But then on the on that Friday to getting towards like noon, they were like, "Never mind, like it's not happening." We're not doing it. So he called DeMarcus back and he was like, Hey man, like they're not communicating with me. I don't think it's going to happen. Like we're going to have to go find you another team. And DeMarcus got really upset because he loves Dallas and he wants to stay there. Um, and so Cantor was like, you know, in my head, I was telling myself it's time to just cut bait with the Cowboys. Like we're going to go find a better team, blah, 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 like pay him more money. Um, but he's like, I'm glad I didn't listen to myself. So he said, he sent Steven Jones a text that just said like, look, man, like, I feel like we're really close on this. Like let's, let's get on a phone call and hammer this out and be done with it. Uh, and Steven Jones didn't text him back and Cantor, this agent, he was at his mother-in-law's house for like, like a birthday party. So there's like a bunch of kids running around and he steps out into the garage and he calls Steven Jones on his cell phone. Doesn't pick up four minutes later, Steven Jones calls back and he's just like, you know, look, we want to do this too, but it's gotta be something reasonable. And he's like, look, get me to, uh, get me to 50 and 65. So I guess he's talking about like the first two years and the guaranteed uh, money. Guaranteed money. And he's like, give me to 50 and 65 and it's done. And 
Steve was like, look, man, I don't know if I can get you there, but I'll get you as close as I can. What do you say to 48-62? He's like, all right, let's do it. And so then they signed the deal, and Demarcus Lawrence signed a very – I mean, honestly, like, given the numbers that were being thrown around, five years, $105 million, very Yeah, reasonable. I'm pretty sure to begin I said we're going to have to pay him at least five for 110, and then I think I upped it to, like – Five for one fifteen or one twenty. I was willing to go big. I think I really was willing to go. People were. I mean, the debate on like in Cowboys like media, like beat writers and radio shows and podcasts was all like, "Will you or will you not pay him twenty three million? Because that's what it's going to take, or twenty two and a half, or something like that." And we got him for you know twenty one, which. I definitely okay. worth the value in my opinion. He's a great leader in the locker room. You know. To people who don't watch him as much and know the household names that are Khalil Mack and Von Miller, obviously both those guys are are tremendous and studs, and Von Miller's pretty much stepped into the NFL as a pro bowler is where it's taken to Marcus a while. But that being said, if you look at their all their numbers the last two years, he's definitely been as productive as both those guys. And he's a tremendous run stopper. He's not just a pure pass rusher. He's a tremendous run stopper, and he's the vocal leader and like the heart and soul of this defense. So – um, that they got that deal done, and the following Wednesday he got the shoulder surgery. He's a surgery. dog, man. We always talk about that. He's kind of the nasty one on that team. Yeah, man. You need that. He's a, so he played all of last year with a torn labrum, um, which might have might have been why he only got to like ten sacks. Um, so he got the surgery. Uh, he's going to recover, and he should be ready to go by camp. So all in all, turned out about as good as you could possibly hope. And we got Demarcus Lawrence for another five years. So that is tremendous news. Side um, note. That law and order thing with the 90 on it is a really bad hashtag. He needs to oh, drop dude. It. It's really bad. Me and Ryan used to make fun of him a ton because for a while, like two years ago, he was making these shirts that were like tanks coming and it was like a cartoon of him <laughs> in a tank and it was just so bad. I was like, dog, get a graphic designer, my dude. Like, you're a really cool player. You can do better than this. Also had the sack master for a while. Yeah. You know, hey, whatever. So um, then the, the attention turned to like, uh, you know, what is going to be the answer across? Well, actually, I guess this happened before we re-signed to Marcus, but a lot of attention was paid to who's going to play the other DN spot. Um, Randy Gregory, obviously facing another suspension. So the Cowboys seem to be operating like he's going to be able to play. We've gone, obviously gone back and forth. Me and Andy don't often, well, we do often argue, but our most contentious point has usually always been on Gregory. I personally can't believe they haven't. I think we're both right on Gregory. I think I'm right on his ability and you're right on his shitheadedness. (laughs) Yeah. Which I don't deny he's a shithead. I was just hoping, I just always hope that he'll put it together because he is so freakishly naturally gifted. Yeah. You were right that he has talent. I thought he was a shithead who didn't really have the talent, but he proved that last year. I just, we'll see, man. I, I, I can't believe he's indefinitely suspended and they, Somehow extended his contract. So I mean, we got him for another year for like seven hundred grand. If he I guess it doesn't hurt if he doesn't play, you just get rid of him. But yeah, um, the good news whatever. is that the Cowboys did do a uh, pretty awesome trade. Traded some picks for next year for Robert Quinn. Um, so it's going to be Demarcus and Robert Quinn coming off the edge. That's probably the best pass rush the Cowboys have had in my lifetime. Yeah, I was going to say the closest I can remember is like prime Ratliff and Ware. Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's definitely the best two DNs they've ever had. Um, 
you know, Quinn, Quinn has been playing kind of out of his natural position for the last couple of years, but even last year he was across from Cameron wake and he did some damage, got like seven sacks. If we get seven or eight sacks out of him, he's going to open. I mean, at this point, the D line is in a position where you can't really double people. You can't really double. DeMarcus is going to see fewer doubles. If they do double DeMarcus, Quinn's going to eat, you know, it's going to be a good situation. Yeah, uh, got him for cheap too. Just a six-round pick. I'm a thousand percent okay with that price tag. Um, I mean, fuck. I mean, I know draft picks are like gold in the NFL, but I thought that was exceptional value. And I think we have to eat some of his contract, but I don't. I don't know the particulars. Well, and um, well, and Miami has to eat some of his contract. Yeah, yeah that's million dollars yeah. out of his out of his thing. So that's great. Um, so that's tremendous. And then they also went out and uh, decided to kind of bolster that line a little further. They got Kerry Hyder from the Lions, Texas uh, Tech. former Texas Tech Red Raider, um, and Christian Covington uh, from the Houston Texans. Um, both just kind of depth guys. Um, not not huge splash signings by any means, but definitely good to have rotational dudes in there. Rod likes having a lot of pieces to shift around. Um, so the defense will have some new pieces. Uh, additionally, they did finally sign a free agent safety in George Iloka. Um, nothing to write home about. We'll get to this in the draft preview show. That's safety is still an area of concern as is defensive tackle. Um, He's a depth but, piece. That's about it. But it's good to have someone that can get in there if Heath is heathing too hard. Um, and then the final piece of the uh, free agency puzzle for the Cowboys was Randall Cobb. Um, interesting signing. He's a little bit, uh, he's not in the, he's not at the beginning of his career, but he's not terribly old. Um, had some very productive seasons with Aaron Rodgers and can definitely fill that slot role that Cole Beasley, uh, did as well as kind of, he's fast enough to provide some vertical threat to the game as well. So, um, I, yeah, I mean, cheap, we're, so. we're going to pay Cole seven for 28 and we're going to get, I think, well, we get called for one for six, one for seven. Yes. Sorry, I don't have it in front of me, but it wasn't too bad. Um, and he's going to play your slot spot, and he's he's a good little player, man. Um, you know, I think I think that's we got him one, one for five, five. So even better, and that's that's a fine. He's he's a bridge piece until they find what they want to do at slot long term. But like me and Andy said, ultimately, I think that position's pretty replaceable in the NFL. You need a guy, but I think you can find a guy, and he's a good, you know, he's a piece. So. Um, yeah, Agreed. it was a nice signing. I think that was about all the offense needed, and we did it. You know, replaced. So, Cole. so all in all, um, the Cowboys rolled into their offseason uh, workouts this last week. Um, Frederick was back on the field. Uh, Alan Hearns back on the field. Um, it's been a uh, it's been a very productive offseason. They brought back the guys they needed to. They filled some holes. Um, probably one of the better, more satisfying free agencies we've had in quite some time. Yeah, for sure. Tank got the the long term deal. They still are working on Dak's long term deal. Uh, I don't know how much time I want to spend on it, Goat, until it actually happens. But Stephen came out today and said that they're actively they're in active talks with both Dak and Amari on extension. Dallas has kind of proven that when they have a player that they really want to resign, they do it the year before um, they come up, which is you know Tank got a in his case, franchise. But in general, we like to extend a year early. So I think you see Dak. Then the next apparently is Amari. Um, we'll see what happens from there because we're really shelling out some money. Those guys are going to come in. And I've already come on record saying Dak's going to get, in my 
now that Russell signed his deal, maybe not top three. That's probably too high. I'm going to so back Russell Wilson signed last night. Uh, Russell Wilson gave a, a deadline to the Seahawks of midnight last night for a new contract, yeah. or he would not negotiate with them after this season when his contract was up. They ended up signing a deal um, at midnight uh, for, for forty for one forty. So he is playing for thirty five million dollars a season. Highest uh, paid player in the NFL now. Yeah, and I can't say Russell hasn't earned it, but it does make me wince a little bit at the contract that Dak's going to get because and the cap goes up every year, and so does the price. The cap goes up now. The tag goes up because Russell's in that top five. So now the tag I think is like thirty or thirty-one. The tag's ridiculous right now because you got Rogers above thirty, uh, Matt Ryan above thirty, Russell Wilson at thirty-five. So. Um, the franchise tags an average salary of the top five at the position. So he's going to get 30 and they're going to leverage that. I can't imagine yeah. him coming that much lower than 30. He's not going to, he's won a bunch of games. I mean, and I think Dallas is ready to throw that at him. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think they'll, they'll bargain. They always do. I mean, even with tank, they, they fought that battle. I think they'll fight with Dak too, but at the you end see of the day, five for one fifty. is that you think what we'll see? I mean, I don't think it'll go any lower than that. I certainly, I mean, especially like if they don't get the deal done before the season starts and then Dak has another good year, like five for 150 with a hundred mil guaranteed. Here's what'll suck it'll be nuts. Our, this is the most complete team we've had this era. If the Cowboys somehow won a Super Bowl this year, Dak's getting, he'll be the highest paid quarterback. Well, in if the we NFL. win a Super Bowl, we can literally pay all of them whatever they want. But yeah. Uh, so that's that's probably a, an extensive topic for another show. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk that contract. I'm not really in favor of that number, but I understand. I mean, fuck, what are we going to do? Let the most important position in the NFL walk? I mean, probably not. And we haven't really built out a. You have nobody player. behind him. Yeah. You have a coach on like a one year plan, basically. Uh, yeah. It's all in for this year. Everyone is kind of after this year it gets complicated. Contracts come up. This is the year to to push. Yeah. And you pretty much have to choose whether you want Amari Byron or Zeke or two of the three. If you get all three of the three, then you're really hurting. Who do you? If you can only have two of three, who do you want? I guess Zeke and Amari. Yeah. I know people keep saying Byron. A lot of people on the radio, I was listening to a lot of beat writers. Would Byron's going to be like Byron. $13 million a year because he's going to take like premium. I'm sorry. I'm, not paying, I'm not paying top five corner money to a guy who has two career picks. I'm just not. I agree with you. And, and I mean, he's a good cornerback. but well, He's an all-pro. I get it. But, man, that's – He was a pro bowler. He wasn't an all-pro. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tank was an all-pro. I guess I thought one of them was. Tank Either was an all-pro. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, he's good, but fuck, man, you're not uh, – I don't know. I, I'm i not ready to pay Byron after a one-year deal where he still can't turn the ball over. So, yeah, but, I agree. So we'll we'll see what uh, what comes out of those contract negotiations. Um, so now we get into uh, the NFL draft. It does start next Thursday night. Uh, Cowboys are sitting, like we mentioned, in the second round at pick 58. Um, they filled a lot of holes, so they don't need to like desperately go after someone to be a day one starter, or they'll be horrific. Um, but still, some needs uh, D line in the center of the D line specifically. So the first pick we're getting is fifty eight goat. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to ask you, 
two or three names, or, or you just want to go position more broad than that? I was going to say, let's you know, what are your biggest positions of need, and then who's your wish list? I think safety's number one. I think safety's the absolute place they can find a day one starter. Um, after that, I go back up running back. I don't know, not right away, but I I think they need that, and then interior D line. You know, yeah, those are probably the three that come up for me. I'm I'm in the similar boat. I said D line safety, um, and then just to add some variety, uh, wide receiver is a position I've seen a lot of people having us taking, and then yeah, uh, a true starting quality tight end is something that people are always going to look at. I think you'll see a lot of late picks on corners too because Byron is up, Anthony Brown is up too, and then the next year after that, uh, Cheeto's up. So I think you'll see a lot of defensive backs in this draft. And judging by who the Cowboys had visit, I think we had on your list that you sent me where we had six safeties visit the star already for pre-draft. So I think that's what they're looking at too. Yeah, I think that so we had we did have Dallas Day recently, which is where our thirty guys come and visit the team pre-draft. Um, it was four linebackers, two DNs, three defensive tackles, two cornerbacks, six safeties, three running backs, four wide receivers, and three tight ends. I do think you will probably see us take a running back in this draft um, to back up Zeke. So that's going to be, but I don't think that's going to be the second or third pick. That's a four, that's five, a, six yeah. type pick. You can find one of those guys late. Same and to be Dave. honest, they just really don't have that many running backs that you're like, God, I have to have. There's no one in, there's no running back in this draft that I am, you know, it's not like Saquon's in this draft, dude. God, if only, right? If only, dude. They don't make those anymore. Um, but yeah, we had we had a lot of guys come down and visit. Um, as far as my wish list goes, my my top three guys that I want are all safeties. Um okay. I love Taylor Rapp from Washington. Uh, real hard hitting safety, all pack 12 guy, um, can stick. He's got the size that you see, uh, Chris Richard go after all the time. Uh, big rangy safety who can take the ball away, but also hit hard. Um, another name that you'll see a lot is Juan Thornhill safety from UVA. Um, kind of hate him because UVA beat tech in the championship and NCAA basketball, but I'm not going to hold that against Thornhill. Um, Thornhill's got a rep as being like the hardest hitting safety uh, in the ACC, uh, which is pretty dope. And he's definitely a good player. And then my number three is Jonathan Abram. He's a safety out of Mississippi state. Um, a little yep. bit undersized, not, one of those guys, like not the fastest, not the biggest, but he does everything like, well, uh, very fundamentally sound guy he can deliver the hit. He can take the ball away. Um, and he's played against big time defenses in the SEC. Yeah, I'm good with that. I mean, I think we're both on the same page that we want uh, We want a safety. The other one I've seen, Goat, that you didn't say, just a, another safety that's visited and that I like is uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson yeah. um, from Florida. Um, I like that kid. He'd probably go in second, third round. But um, My concerns with him with off-the-field stuff. Um, yeah, I know. A lot of uh, a lot of people think he'd be going high second, late first if uh, – if he had kept his nose clean, but you know, the Cowboys are never scared off by that. He could hang out with Randy Gregory. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely looking to fill that safety role. Um, I think that the only thing I'm concerned about is uh, I look at a lot of mock drafts every year, all year. I kind of see how they develop. And um, one thing I've seen a lot this year is that there's a run. There's not a lot of safeties going in the first round. Really the only one you see like, being talked about in late first is 
uh, Thompson from Alabama. Of course, um, they just produce. Produce. Uh, but after that, like, there's not a lot of safeties people seem to be, like, really, really comfortable with in the first. But once you get to the second, there's a run on them in the early second round. So, like, a lot of people clearly think that there's second-round grades on all these safeties. Um, and so we might see Rap, Abram, Thornhill, um, even guys like Kerry Willis from Michigan State or Will Harris from Boston College come off the board earlier than the Cowboys would prefer. Um, but like I said, I think our advantage here is that uh, we don't have a, a gaping need at any one position. Um, if we rolled into the season with the team we have right now, I think we would we would still be in great shape, better shape than we were in last year when we made a playoff run. So um, it's a good place to be. You can kind of sit back, take best player available, look at some trades. You know, you kind of have all your options open. It isn't like other seasons where you're like, we have to get this position or we're screwed. Yeah, I agree. I agree, you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, Goat, obviously, in our first round last year, we uh, we hated our pick, and he wound up being a all-pro, so I do have do – I have more uh, about LVE than I was about Taco, and Taco's a total bum, so. Yeah, we were picking so late in that draft that – and I knew Taco wasn't going to produce right away. We'll see. I mean, to be fair, I mean, Tank was way better, but Tank didn't produce really until his third year. Yeah, um, my thing about Taco is it, it concerns me that he had the attitude problems last year. Wasn't being, he was a, being a healthy scratch is for a first round pick. Yeah, good. so we'll see. Maybe uh, maybe that was enough to like kind of get his head right. Um, I'm hoping he's an RKG, need right kind of guy on this team, as Jason Garrett would say. Right. Um, so the, like we said, the draft is next week. Um, we'll definitely be doing an episode after the draft, giving you a wrap up of who the Cowboys got, giving you our feelings on uh, what we like, what we don't, as far as our picks go, uh, and kind of set us up for training camp from Oxnard, which Ben and I will be broadcasting live from. We've got some special surprises planned for you guys as part of that, so stay tuned on that note. Right. We're pumped. It's going to be sick. We're Neither of us have – you've never been to camp, have you? No, I, you know, I have a signed thing in my room from like Roy Williams, the safety. I can't remember if I win as like a little kid or not, but. So first, first memorable training camp for both of us as adults. So we're both really stoked to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll be doing, a, we'll be producing a lot of cool content while we're out there. Um, it's going to be really Throwing fun. shots back with Zeke, chilling with Dak's new fat contract, telling him. <laughs> Sitting there with his agent being like, you should ask for more money. <laughs> Talk, being like, admit it, dude. You hate Tony Romo. And he'll be like, I do hate Tony Romo, dude. Dude, you can find those stories all over the internet. Dude, that, that one I sent you the other day was absolutely classic. It's like, yeah, Dak was at this casino and everyone was being like, I love the Cowboys. Can we hang out? And he was like, no. And then my uncle was like, Tony Romo's gay. And he was like, we can be friends. <laughs> Yeah, this is made up for sure. So, um, yeah. Oh, one guy I'll mention, late round draft pick that I wouldn't mind. Uh, Mike Weber, running back from Ohio State. Uh, we do love those Ohio State boys. Player to Zeke. Um, good, good player with a lot of upside. I think he could be a very good change of pace to Zeke. So be on the lookout for old Mikey Weber. Um, other than that, Ben, I don't have a, t- you know, the, with, the, with the first round, not, 
in play. The draft preview this year is a little light because we're just talking about like guys we wouldn't mind taking in the second round. I know. A- we just don't have as many gaping holes, to be honest, which is nice. You know, this is really, really our chance this season. You know, to see what Jason's made chance. This is, I mean. I'm sure if we had done a podcast every year for the last 10 years, they would all sound like this at this time of year where it's like, this is the year, dude. This is it. But Our this profile is- should just say, I firmly believe the Dallas Cowboys will win the Super Bowl next year. This is the uh, the next year. <laughs> this is definitely like the window. Like like we said, the contracts situation is going to get sketchy next year. Um, this year you got everyone back. Fred Beard's back. I saw him out there uh, at practice yesterday. Looks healthy, moving around. So all the chips are being pushed into the middle. Garrett's got to prove that he can be the guy. This is it. So I'm stoked. Me too, man. Let's uh, see what happens. And, you know, we'll we'll have a light Thursday unless Jerry makes a wheel and a deal and move, man. Oh, that'd be wild. All right. Anything, uh, any final thoughts before we let these folks out of here, man? No, man. I, uh, I'm, I'm good. All right. Well, uh, as always, guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, Like we said, we will be back after the draft to give you a wrap-up of all the draft proceedings, Um, give you our thoughts on the players that were selected by your Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Also, like we said, we'll be out broadcasting live from camp this year, so be ready for that coming in a couple months. Uh, Also, a a special happy birthday shout-out to Jake Spons, uh, our good friend who is celebrating his birthday, expecting – uh, the birth of his son soon. Very excited for that. Uh, Can't wait to see Antonio Dak Dez. Yes. It's going to be great. going to be great. Um, and as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please feel free to rate and review the podcast. Also, be on the lookout for this podcast to soon be available on Spotify for you Android listeners who don't have a podcast app native to your iPhone. Um, so that'll be cool. Uh, as always, this is Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Thanks so much for listening. Take it easy. Peace. You good, T Money? Niggas been counting me out. I'm counting my bullets. I'm loading my clips. I'm writing down names. I'm making a list. I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit. The real ones been dying. The fake ones is lit. The game is off balance. I'm back on my shit. The bit-